I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Hey, welcome again. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to remove some of the random nature from your negotiation interactions. A lot of times we go into interactions and we have an idea, a plan, we have a hope for what we want to get out of the negotiation and we walk out of the interaction wondering what happened. So today we're going to address that. Today we're going to talk not just about preparation but about some very specific and some very deliberate preparation. We're going to talk about how do you make sure When you walk into the negotiation, you have a clear idea of how you're going to walk out of that interaction. We're going to remove that randomness. We're going to work on that together. So let's get started. Negotiators need to be prepared, but prepared in a very specific way. Sometimes this is difficult because I'm going to tell you, the interactions that we have on a day-to-day basis, those are negotiations. When you pass somebody in the hallway, when you approach your boss and ask a question. That's an opportunity for a negotiation. And a lot of times we are not prepared for these interactions. We are not prepared to see a vice president in the hallway when that vice president asks us a question. And that can lead us into a negative interaction. Not necessarily an interaction that's going to cost us our job. It's not going to cost us our bonus. You know, not negative in that way. But we can walk away from that interaction thinking, oh, I had the opportunity. I could have done something there. I could have gotten a benefit. I could have told that person. I could have told her about this new project that I'm working on. And we miss that opportunity because we do not prepare in a specific and deliberate way. So we need to be sure that when we're preparing, we're preparing in that way. And you're out there in your car, or on the other end of your earbuds, and saying to me, that's great, Chris, but what does that preparation look like? How can I be sure when I go into the interaction that I've got a clear idea of how to maximize that interaction? How can I be sure that in my interactions, I'm prepared, I'm ready, and I can address all of the issues that may come up? I know it seems like a really difficult thing to grasp. I know that it seems like a daunting task that may not be possible for you. In today's complex business world, in today's complex social world, there are so many things that we need to grasp. But here, let me give you some pointers. Let me give you some ideas. There is a way that we can be prepared. There is a way that we can walk into our negotiations and have a clear idea and take out this randomness. Let me address three specific issues that you need to have 
in your pocket at all times so that when you're confronted with an interaction, when you're confronted with a negotiation, you are prepared, you are ready. This is the specific and deliberate aspect of this. We're going to talk about, and I'm going to detail, motive that you need to take into the negotiation. I'm going to talk to you about how to use the research that you're already doing to prepare for your negotiations. You're probably using that research incorrectly. Let me talk to you about how to use that research so that you are ready when the negotiation starts, whether it's an impromptu negotiation or a negotiation that you've prepared for for weeks. We'll talk about how to use that research. And I also want to talk to you about how to be prepared with your concessions in a negotiation. And every interaction that we go into, we have the opportunity for give and take. Having a clear idea and a very clear process for concessions will give you an edge in your negotiations. So let's start with motivation. Let's think about why we come into an interaction. If you understand why you're there, if you understand deeply and you can articulate the reason that you are involved in the interaction, things become much easier for you. And I'm not talking about, you know, we have a quota, we have to meet these quotas. I'm not talking about these very uh, surface level aspects of our job. Everybody, everybody has things that they have to get done in their job. Everybody has those things that they do because it's part of what they have to do. No, I'm talking about the reason that you're there. So we gave the example of crossing your boss in the hallway, or we gave the example of crossing a vice president in the hallway, and then having a quick interaction, and how knowing our reason can really help us there. That comes down to motivation. Am I just there to collect a paycheck? Um, is there something that... Uh, really drives me in the job. And I need to be aware of that. There are aspects of my job that I don't enjoy. There are aspects, ask anybody who's sat in a meeting with me. Uh, I, I do not like the meetings. So if you ask me, why am I sitting in the meeting? It could be I'm sitting in the meeting because legitimately my boss has asked me to sit in a meeting. And because the boss has some legitimate power over me, I need to go and sit in a room um, and interact in uh, whatever for whatever the purpose of the meeting is. However, if we break it down to my motive, that's not my motive for being involved in that interaction. If I break it down to my motive, my motive is I have some specific things that I want out of my career. I want a career where I can learn and grow. I want a career where I can interact with people who want to learn and grow. And we can share knowledge and we can exchange ideas. The way I facilitate that and the way that I facilitate taking care of my family, having the lifestyle that I want to have, all of that is facilitated through my job. So if the meeting is a part of my job, I can go into the meeting with the motive of um, despising that meeting, with the motive of I'm just there because I have to be there, and I can sit and look on my phone um, and look at Instagram. And for those of you that uh, have been in meetings with me, I'm not looking at Instagram when I'm on my phone. I, I'm definitely doing meeting-related uh, activities. But I can, I can do things like that. I can be a negative part of that meeting 
Or I can go in with the motive of this is something that needs to be completed so that I can achieve the goals that I'm here to achieve and be focused back on that reason. Why am I in the room? Why am I in this interaction? Knowing my reason every day when I go to an interaction is a very important part of handling my interactions in a way that will produce gain. When I work from home, I don't have these worries. I don't have to be so phenomenally prepared for interactions. I see my dogs. I pet my dogs. That's easy. That's an easy interaction. I know what the dogs are there for. I know what my interaction with the dogs are about. That's a different thing. But when I'm in the office building, when I'm going to come across students that I've had in the past, when I'm going to come across students that I have currently in class, when I'm going to come across administrators and others that are involved with my job and how I get things done, I need to have a mindset that will allow me to get to that maximum gain. That motivation, that idea, that reason why is critical because I'm going to come across people every day that are going to have an interaction with me. And I can use it to benefit our interaction. I can use it to benefit the partnership, the interdependence that we have. Or I can just let it pass by. I can just let it be another interaction in the hallway and a missed opportunity. And if I'm going to be an excellent negotiator, if I'm going to be excellent at my interdependent interactions, I can't let those pass by. I need to be consummately prepared. Always know the reason that I'm interacting. Always have that with me, behind every interaction, behind every time I speak. I know this sounds like a lot of work, and it is. But if you want to be excellent at this, you put the work in so that I know and I can articulate my reason for my interactions. So a quick comment about motive. Your motive is not a static thing. It's not a decision that you make and then you're stuck with that motive. Motives can shift, motives can change. And let me give you a quick example. On Friday night, I'm going to go out with my wife and it looks like this. We're going to get in the car and I can say, where would you like to go to eat? Now, there can be different motives behind that. One motive is, I just want to spend time with you. I don't really care. Let's go where you want to go. Another motive is I've got a really strong idea about what I want to eat and I hope that you're going to go along with it. So neither of those motives is the wrong motive, but just understanding that makes the conversation easier. When she says, I'm not sure, what would you like? If I'm in the first motive, I say, it doesn't matter to me. You choose. That's the important thing is that we're going to go do this together. If I'm in the second motive and I've got a pretty strong idea about what I want to go eat, then I change the interaction a little bit and I say, well, I'd really like to have this tonight. How does that sound? Notice the difference. Knowing my motive, knowing my reason really changes that interaction. Now let's talk for a minute about the research that we do to prepare for a negotiation. I think many times we go into a negotiation really prepared with research that defends our positions. We focus on how do I get what I want, what I've predetermined, 
based on my biases, based on the information that I have alone, how do I defend those positions and get the outcome that I've already determined I'm going to get before I walk in the door? That's a poor use of your research. Remember, we want to go in with loosely held positions. Positions that are good ideas about how to achieve our interests, how to achieve the reason that we're in the room negotiating, but understanding that there may be better ways to get our interests met. There may be better ways to get done what we're there to get done. If we go in with research that only supports our own position, what we've done is we've stacked the bias deck against ourselves. We've put in bias and then we've backed up that bias. We've strengthened that bias with that research. We should spend our research time on getting together ideas about concessions that I need to give, concessions that I won't give. Be really clear in your negotiation about what you're willing to give up and what you're not willing to give up. I think that's a really good use of our research. If we look at past trends, if we look at market indicators, if we look at the research that we do about our costs and about our waste and about all of the things that are important in our businesses, if we use that research to develop an area of concessions that these are things that are not terribly important to me, these are things that I can give up very readily, that will help us in the negotiation because it allows the other party to see that we're there to gain. It allows us to expand the outcome because we can give those in exchange for things. Remember, when I give a concession, I'm going to give that concession and say, this is something I can offer to you if. If you can offer something back to me, always make those concessions contingent. So I want my research to focus on where can I give concessions? And I also want to have a list of things that I really, really don't want to give up. These are the concessions that I'm not going to, I'm not going to get to these concessions because I don't want to give them up. They give away too much of the value, too much of the reason that I'm here negotiating. Without that research, we don't know that about our concessions. And remember, control of those concessions is the third thing that I wanted to talk about today. Control of those concessions really gives us the opportunity to produce an outcome that's best for everyone involved. I know some concessions that I want the other party to give to me as well. So go in prepared with concessions that you want given back to you and the concessions that you're willing to give in exchange for those. Everyone goes into a negotiation with the idea that there's some give and take. Everyone goes into the negotiation with the idea that they're going to gain something. And you've got to be able, you've got to be able and willing to give something to them. So think about that as you go in. Have those concessions listed out. These are the ones that I want. These are the ones that I'll readily give. And these are the concessions that it's going to have to be a really, really difficult negotiation before I even look at this list of concessions. We've got to have that list that we hold sacred. So be prepared with those concessions. And these ideas hold true for all of our interactions. We want to have consistent interactions. 
we want to, as the title says, remove the randomness from our interactions. Whether those interactions are with our spouse or a significant other about where we're going to eat, whether they're with our boss, whether they're with a stakeholder in the organization, an external stakeholder, whomever it may be, that preparation is key so that when we have our interactions, if we have an idea about our motive, why are we doing these things? If we have an idea about what we should do, have the research behind it, and we have an idea about the concessions that we should and shouldn't give, it's going to bring a lot more consistency into our negotiations. We won't go for that settlement bias that says, just get a deal. Instead, we'll get a deal that will be positive. The outcome will be the best for all involved, and that's really what we're trying to do. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.